Hello, I'm Christina Glickman, and welcome to Extra Life and Style Unscripted, the podcast. This show and my energy are like Oprah's Super Soul Sunday meets Gucci Love Parade. If you love that, I think you'll love this show. We'll talk about entrepreneurship, fashion, edgy motherhood, aging, everything in between to shift your energy into greater possibility for a life unscripted. Because after all, I built this show for you, for us. Let's go. This is a Soulfire production. In this episode, I share with you my feelings on the words, we regret to inform you. The beauty of a no, the beauty of the moments that don't go our way, and how that can be the greatest gift. And don't forget, the extra Love Army doors are open for any new members. You can always go to my Instagram, at Christina Glickman, to join us, find out more about what we do in this incredibly special community. Or send me a DM. If you know me, I'll always respond. Also, it would mean so much to me and the show if you would subscribe, leave a review for the podcast. It's how we reach more amazing people like you. So let's get into it. Hello, my loves. Today, we are going to talk about a topic that I like to call, we regret to inform you. Have you guys seen those words before? We're going to talk all about getting a no, getting a rejection. What does that look like? And how if we're really open to the universe and what it's trying to share with us, teach us, scream at us, we might be able to accept that a little differently. So this idea was really born out of me sharing my story about my TEDx journey. You know, I took everyone along for the ride from day one of me even putting that into the universe that I was writing a TEDx talk um, all the way up until, you know, the heat of the moment. And because I will continue to say it's about the journey and about you know the version of ourselves that we get to create along the way, not the outcome, not the victory, because I don't think life works that way. This idea was born because of some rejection. So here's the story. For months, I'd written an opening to my TED Talk that referenced a book that spoke to me for decades, and it really became this thread to my thesis. And I actually won't even share it here because there's still an idea that's sort of baking inside of me with this, but I digress. I had no idea that in order to even mention something in a TED Talk, I would have to get the rights to the publisher for them to reference so that I could even say that. Um, again, didn't know I had needed to do that. And what ended up happening is I received a letter from them with the dreaded words saying, we regret to inform you, we will not be granting you the rights to use the name of this book in your TED Talk. So after a few minutes of Charlie Browning it out, I dusted myself off grabbed my pencil, and thanked these publishers for the no. This was the gift if I chose to look at it, right? I I said to myself in the moment, this was the gift for an even better idea that the universe just told me I needed to push myself further into work. So now, I mean, was this easy? No, heck no. There were months of writing behind this idea. And, you know, (sighs) After the deep breath, I said, I have to believe that if I took a moment in this time right now to change how I thought about it, I would find the lesson and I would find the gift. So what I want to talk a little bit more about today is the beauty of a no, the beauty of the moments that don't go our way, the beauty that a disappointment is a gift should we choose to see it that way. And I don't say this lightly. I'm not trying to blow smoke because, you know, sucky situations suck. We all have them and we're going to have more of them. And I have to believe if I can at least control how I react to them, what I do with my mental health will be a much happier place, right? 
because we know life's going to keep going anyways. So when I thought about this, it had me thinking about all the moments in my life from small to big that have turned out to be okay, you know, even better than planned because I received the regret to inform you. The no, the cancel, the breakup, and the time that we can actually see the gift of that no varies, right? It can be from a few minutes where we said, oh, I'm so glad I didn't do that because X, Y, Z happened. Or maybe it's decades later, you know, kind of like when I think about my boyfriend that I was with for five years that I thought I was going to get married and he broke my heart. I mean, thank goodness, right? I mean, I have Adam. (laughs) So the truth is, it's how we look at it, right? And so it's not a discussion here on things always work out or they're just meant to be because truthfully, that kind of irritates me. And when I'm in a hard place and I hear, well, things always turn out how they're supposed to be, I'm like, oh, because in the moment that actually doesn't make me feel better. But I do want to dissect a little bit about when something doesn't go our way, again, whether it's getting a job or into a school or it can be a canceled lunch date, you know, no moment is off the table here for how this makes us feel. But we want to, you know, share that our mindset and habit that we form immediately when we hear these less than great words make a tremendous impact. So instead of feeling like, you know, we regret to inform you as a death sentence, maybe we can start to feel that it's an invitation to something we know is even better. Because, you know, we all process so differently. And I always talk about, you know, having a muscle to process and exercise something with and how we handle these rejections, I think makes us stronger, right? And only makes us a better version of ourselves because there is no right or wrong here to be clear. Meaning, you know, some folks will, you know, just stop trying altogether. Others will stand up very quickly. But, you know, you get to define how you come back from these things, right? And the way that we choose to respond, I believe, is where the magic lies. You know, because it's not really about what happens to us in this lifetime, but it's really about how we deal with it. And and how we deal with it, I believe, determines a lot of our entire course of our future. No big deal, right? Sorry, that, that sounds pretty heavy. But I think there are ways that we can strengthen how we feel about rejection. And I've really tried to work on these. And, you know, number one, I think is that, you know, acknowledging that emotion, you know, rather than stuffing it down, you know, admitting in the moment, I'm embarrassed, I'm sad, I'm disappointed, I'm discouraged, whatever it is, because I think that our ability to deal with uncomfortable emotions head on and not bury them is super healthy. You know, and it makes me feel good too if something happens to me. If I if I wasn't invited to a dinner party and a friend mentions it, it's much easier for me to say, "Wow, you know, I'm disappointed and I'm, quite frankly, I'm a little embarrassed." Um, but I wasn't included in that, and it all, all of a sudden giving oxygen to it, I don't know, takes away a little bit of the power. And you know, I think also if we look at any situation as a sign from the universe that we're actually you know, showing up and pushing the limits, it's taking a situation and suddenly gives us a little bit of proof that we're out there living life. So, you know, what I mean by that is if we're never disappointed and we never have rejection, then I think we might be living too far inside our comfort zone, right? Because you you can't be sure you're pushing yourself to limits until you get turned down every now and then. And, you know, we know all the stories of, you know, athletes and stars and all the people that got all the no's and the rejections. And it's like building up that armor. Nobody likes it. But, you know, when you're getting rejected or passed up or turned down or 
you know that you're putting yourself out there. So that's a way for me to feel a little bit better about it. And I'm going to always say this because this is how I, I feel like I am treating with my children and hopefully myself, but like, be nice to yourself. Seriously, compassion people, you know, shutting down the ever so easy negative self-talk with, you know, a kinder, more affirming message to yourself because, you know, you would probably tell a friend you're so proud of them that they tried, right? It's that simple. It's that simple. And that kind of language might actually make us get out into the world and do a little bit more. Something else I think about, which I love when it comes to any sort of rejection, I don't really like that word. Every time I say it, it sounds so negative, is that this moment will not define you, right? We are suddenly um, attached to something when we are unsuccessful or a failure and some big statement that takes away all of our worth in one big full swoop. But I want to keep rejection in proper perspective. You know, one person's opinion or one single incident should never define who you are. So, you know, don't let your self-worth depend upon others' opinions of you. Just because somebody else thinks something, you know, doesn't mean it's true. And I know we've all heard that before. But the reality is that let's not give so much weight to something. It's a moment. And ultimately, I always want to learn from it, right? So after, I'll always ask myself, you know, after I've nursed my wounds, what was I supposed to take away from this? And can it turn into an opportunity for growth? And sometimes I'm like highly annoyed by that. I'm like, no, this sucks. And why did this happen to me? So like I said, I Charlie Brown it out. And then I really try to think about it. Like what areas do I need to learn about or improve or simply recognize that being turned down isn't as awful as you imagined. And you know, rejection can be a good teacher if we allow it to be, right? And then I get to move forward with a little bit more wisdom. And so, you know, the truest test I think about in in this arena is how do we handle it in the moment? And what does that look like? And so I like to have a commitment to trying it out because I'm telling you, when you're putting yourself out there, it sure happens a lot. And so, you know, I acknowledge how it feels. I'm going to stay in, in that moment for as long as I need to. But then I'm going to pause and reflect and, and listen in and say, what is this trying to tell me or try to teach me? You know, because a belief that moments in time are just that, moments are temporary, that they will change, and that I have the agency to change with them really helps me feel a little bit better. And, you know, sometimes a no will lead to a better place, but maybe not. To tell you the truth, right? But I like to live in the possibility that maybe a better gift is ahead. And in fact, um, I hope this will make you laugh. When I was waiting on my TED submission to see if I was uh, rejected or not, I kept saying to Adam, well, if they reject me, it just means that date of the TEDx talk wasn't going to work for me because, you know, I'm sure Oprah was planning to invite me to lunch at her house in Montecito that day. I was busy that day anyways. <laughs> You know, life will always be messy and complicated, and I expect that, but I get to control how I react to it, right? And I'd much rather live in a space in my brain where possibility, hope, and, you know, lots of rainbows and sprinkles exist. And maybe, just maybe, Oprah will invite me to lunch somehow, someday, but, you know, maybe I'll be busy. Who knows? We'll see. Thank you all for listening. I love you so very much. Thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next week.